Keeping it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Good morning, everyone. You know, I woke up this morning and had a cup of coffee, and sometimes that just makes you think, you know? And I was thinking, well, how I woke up this morning was I was talking to Alexa, and I said, Alexa, I need you to turn on the, the lights, and she put them on. And then I say, Alexa, you know, turn on ceiling fan, and she puts it on. And I'm like, you know, Alexa, play me some funky music from the 70s, and she, of course, plays that. But the things that Alexa cannot do is baffling to me, because we all know that, you know, Alexa can pretty much do anything, right? So if you have an Alexa, I know that you sit there and talk with her and give her commands, and she makes them happen, which is kind of cool, or it's actually very cool, but... You know, what about people who just feel like Alexa is a way that, you know, people are listening to us and watching us, you know? It's one of those kind of conspiracy things, you know? But, um, so, and maybe it is. I have no idea. And if it is true, then they can hear everything that I'm saying right now, which is kind of creepy, but, you know. But, you know, when I'm home alone and I do sit there and talk to Alexa, she's, you know, she's like my best friend. She's like those, you know, make-believe friends that kids have when they're young, you know? And, um, you know, it's like, I'm friends with, like, little, you know, Mike and Julie and, you know, whatever, but they're really not there, you know? It's like the kids' imagination, imaginary friends. And Lord knows that there's been a uh, a story out there that, of course, I told and everybody was like, cracking up at one point and then some people were like really you know playing the heartstrings for me when I said that I used to play Monopoly by myself and yes that is a true story and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes we are our own best friend right and only we can self-soothe ourselves nobody else can do that for us so when I sit there and I think about those Monopoly times I was a kid that got this Monopoly game in Christmas, at Christmas, and um, this was years and years ago. I mean, I was a child. And, you know, some people would play every now and then, but it was not very often. I think maybe once or twice, you know, the family and stuff. But I used to sit there and set up the board, and then I would move around each, you know, side of the board and play that particular round of Monopoly. So when I told my husband, we're going to fast forward, you know, years later, I told my husband, um, you know, he kind of, he kind of got a little misty eyed. He was, he was upset for me. And I was laughing about it when I told him the story, because I never really honestly thought that it was sad because I know a lot of kids have make believe friends and stuff and just play on their own and, and everything. But whenever I told him, he got you know, really emotional about it, and it was very sweet, very loving, and very kind, and he immediately called his family up and said, at Christmas time, when we come there, we are playing Monopoly, and we're going to play with him because he never really had anybody to play with, so, and um, of course they did, and they are masters at Monopoly, so uh, uh, it was not a shocker that I lost, but it was fun to have that fellowship and everybody around laughing and joking and maybe throwing some of that money up in the air or maybe the board tossing somewhere on the ground. But anyway, it was fun nonetheless. And sometimes, you know, when I'm here, I kind of think back a little bit because, 
Now, if I only would have had an Alexa when I was a kid, then I wouldn't have been alone so much. And then she would have been my friend. So I do catch myself now, you know, talking to Alexa and saying, Alexa, what's the weather today? Alexa, can you play this music? Alexa, play this movie. Alexa, what time is it? So I catch myself just kind of talking to her. And yeah, normally she does answer back each and every time. Even if she says, I don't have an answer for that one. Or you'd have to ask again, you know, or whatever. So I'm like, well, at least it's somebody answering back. And it's not my imaginary friend, which then I would definitely need, you know, help. But um, anyway, so I'm like, you know... When I'm sitting there thinking about Alexa and I'm thinking about everything in this world, it's kind of crazy, you know, and with everything going on in, um, in other countries, it's really heartbreaking and my heart goes out to those people. But I do have to admit, though, that Ukrainian president is hot. He is. I'm saying it right now. When I see him speaking and everything, of course, I'm listening to the story and my heart goes out to them and it's horrible of course. But he is, you know, a nice little piece of hot guy, right? He looks like he's petite. He looks like he's just kind of cute and cuddly, like a teddy bear. But, um, but, you know, he is, you know, um, you know, going through a lot over there. And I feel like, you know, sometimes we just, you know, see things for surface level, then go into a deeper you know, meaning behind things. And I'm and I'm just thinking like right now maybe our world is just too sensitive on some things. You ever think about that? Where you can't really hug people anymore, you know? You can't really hug anyone. You can't really, you know, because you're 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 in fear that they would be offended and, you know, say things and do things or whatever. And you can't really just look at anyone anymore and just really smile without them feeling like they need something from you or you or you want something from them. So it's kind of like our world is just ultra sensitive on every topic now. And there's really nowhere to turn. There's no safe place to think. And you don't really know where you want to, you know, who or what that you can do to sit there and have a relationship with that it's not going to have some kind of consequences behind it. You know, it seems like everybody is so ultra sensitive and kind of out for themselves in a way. It just depends. It depends on the on the person and the surroundings and whatever's going on. And I think that, you know, sometimes we are wrapped up in those kind of things because of social media and all those platforms, right? Well, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't for me advertising it partly on social media. So I totally understand the power of social media and what it all is about. And and I do agree that we do need it in our world. And it's important. It really is. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and we're all trying to, you know, be ourselves on social media. But then again, we also sit there and, you know, pose and take photos and have a great time. And, and, you know, social media can be used for fun and it can also be used for business. And, um, so it's a necessary tool and I think all major companies use it now. And, um, you know, it's kind of like now you just want to, you know, look all great and glamorous, but who doesn't, 
now we have a chance to do that because we can we have an app for everything we have an app to make you look good for filters we have an app for unlocking your door we have an app well like alexa she's an app and then you know so we have all these things that can actually you know um work as an you know for social media and or in your life actually so when we sit there and we use all these apps to make everything better in our life. Sometimes I think we are, are looking down a rabbit hole. It's kind of like we don't really understand anything anymore because everything is done for us. You know? So it's like, it's kind of crazy because there's an app for everything, right? Well, you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy because we don't really know who our real selves are it seems like I think sometimes we get caught up in everything that seems to be superficial in our life and no matter what that is it's not just social media it's, it's a little bit of everything it's all over the news it's the way tv shows are now and movies um you know you basically don't even have to leave your house anymore to even grocery shop you know oh and Alexa does that for you as well but you know, but when but when we do have social media, we start looking at ourselves in a different way, which could be very positive. You know, I mean, there is you know, you like Facebook and Instagram and all those other ones that really make you want to sit there and be your best self. If you really kind of think about it, some people think it's you know just fake and phony, but actually. These things can bring out the good in you, can bring out the best in you sometimes, you know, and make you have a sense of self and make you have a sense of pride. And maybe you are, have been body shamed or whatever. And so you want to look your best. So you start doing poses and you start feeling yourself and you start posting about it and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So social media does have a platform to, you know, enlighten people and to make people feel good about themselves. Yeah, that's true. And I'm one of them. You know, I haven't always been, you know, fat. But, you know, I have gained some weight. And I call myself fat. People say that I'm not. But I feel like I am. But I know that sometimes I sit there and, you know, and have my moments of like, ugh, I need to eat a salad. Because if I put another little Debbie in my mouth, I'm going to gain this right there on the hips and, of course, the belly. Well, you know. And then there's those times when I'm like posing on the bed and my husband walks in and he's like, oh my God, he starts cracking up because he just come home from work and I'm trying to be cute and sexy and I haven't seen him all day. And I, here I am just kind of looking, you know, cute and glamorous, nothing crazy, but you know, he does laugh and he's just like, oh my God, because I'm like in this weird position trying to look my best and suck in my gut and keep my head down so my double chin doesn't show. But, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, and he's cracking up and um, and he's laughing in a good way. And I say, uh, what? And he's like, babe, you look like a contortionist that has gas. And so I sit there and I'm like, OK, well, you know, I'm trying to look, you know, whatever. And but, you know, he always puts my mind at ease and we do that for each other. And, you know, he's like, you look good the way that you are. And I love you just the way you are. You know, so, and that also, you know, makes me feel good. But, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is in marriage, and it's a good thing. 
because, you know, we love each other and we support each other. But, you know, have you ever really thought about um, those love songs? You know, if you think about the love songs, they're pretty interesting, right? They are. Like the song, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. You ever really think about those lyrics? I mean, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. And I know you can show me. Well, I don't know why this guy could not find love and why he's never seen it. Or maybe he has seen it and he doesn't really realize that he has. Maybe love was right there in in his face and he just couldn't accept it. Maybe he wasn't ready, right? But, you know, I love that song. And these love songs are kind of sappy and and everything. But when you listen to them, you're like, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. And I know you can show me. I know you can show me. So when you hear when you hear it, you're just like, okay, all right, it's deep. And anytime I hear that song, even back then when I was a teenager, and even now, oh my God, my heart just skips a beat. And if I'm driving in the car, I start emotionally, you know, crying and and shaking my hands on the steering wheel, just you know, <gasps> the ugly cry because it's a beautiful song, especially when that choir comes in and then they start harmonizing with him and they're just belting out the chorus. I want to know what love is. I know you can show me. There's such a feeling behind that. And it's just, it gives you goosebumps. Your ass clenches. It's beautiful. It really is. But then think about, like, Madonna, crazy for you. Well, was she a, a, a psychopath? I mean, you know, it all did start in a bar. Right? I mean, what do you expect? She's... She's like, we don't need any words at all. Yeah, what are they, mimes? They're just looking at each other from across the room with a a beer. I mean, come on. So it's like, it's it's really kind of funny when you listen to that song, I'm Crazy For You. And nowadays, people would take that literally. Yeah, they would. They were like, okay, this bitch is lunatic. And if somebody came up to me in a bar and is like, I'm crazy for you, let's just start swaying, you're probably going to get throat punched. You are. Because nobody wants you to touch them. And like I said before, you can't hug anybody. So, but I get it. Everybody wants their space. But really, what is love? I mean, seriously, think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. What is love? Is it... Chocolate, roses, and candles. A bubble bath, maybe? Is that what love really is, what we see? Do we really see love as that? I mean, think about it. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I think that's all make-believe. That's like in movies and commercials and things like that. Or maybe that's the way we were brought up to believe because of Valentine's Day and all those other things. You know? Is love those things? Is it a, uh, you know, a five-fold out of gold foil ready to be used? No, it's not that. I think that love is really about waking up to someone every day, even when they're not looking their best. Maybe if they snore or have even morning breath, you know, sometimes. 
and uh, and they just roll over and they look at you and they smile. Mm-hmm. And they tell you that they're happy that you are awake and alive and blessed to have you. I think that is really what love is. It is. And when you can accept, when you can accept the pros and the cons of them, you know, and you uh, and you're there, you're there for the long haul and you're there through the tried and the true. I think that's exactly what love is. I think I might have just answered the question for the guy in Foreigner. I wish he would call me. I would love to tell him I figured out what love is and I've kind of known it, but I'm kind of glad that I can help you now find it and I'm going to show you. But, you know, but what is perfect? There's nothing really perfect in our world, right? I mean, nothing. I think that whenever we're children, we have these rose colored glasses on and then we see everything in a very uh, Willy Wonka way, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that whenever we see life as that, it's a little different because we're innocent and we don't really have those kind of, um, you know, life experiences yet in our in our youth. And so we tend to see everything as just for what it is. And usually that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, um, if your body's not perfect or your nose isn't, or your teeth, or you know, your hair, you have, a, you have hair or no hair, if you're heavy, or if you're thin, tall or short, or, you know, whatever, no, nothing, and no one is perfect. And that should be rest assured for you that you are normal, and that you can be happy in your own skin, and happy with your own life, you know? Not everybody's going to be wealthy, and not everyone is poor, and not everyone has got the same circumstances. But I think it's really about being resilient and how you can overcome all your obstacles in life is what really makes you a good human being and also striving to be better. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, are we obsessed with being obsessed? Are we, uh, you know, just... Uh, like an OCD society now? Are we trying to look for perfection? Are we trying to be perfect? Are we trying to do things that we know we can't accomplish, but we love the journey of it? Like we want the stress of it? I mean, is that the new fad? Stress? Everybody's under so much dramatic stress. And I know so many people that are like, ugh, stressed out completely. And it's not just with, you know, um, work and things like that that are obviously could cause you stress. But I think people just stress over things that they probably shouldn't have. And I'm guilty. I've done it. And I do do it. But I'm kind of learning to take a deep breath and step back just a little bit. And understanding that no matter what, I can't obsess with being stressed. Did I just coin a new phrase? Or is that something that's been around? I don't know. But, you know, it's... It's not a fad that I want, not anymore anyway, you know, and I have friends who are just like always trying to one up you on stress. So when you meet them for lunch, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I'm running late and I've had, you know, all these things going on and they're like, uh-uh, girl, Mm-mm. no ma'am. I'm like, uh, I'm totally tripping like Janice at Woodstock here. Don't even give me your list. Okay. So then I know that this lunch is going to be deliciously good with 
stories of their stress today. And then, of course, sometimes it's my turn to have those days. And that's fine because we kind of, you know, coach each other and be there for each other and support. And I think that's what real friendships are about, right? Just kind of being there, listening. And sometimes that's all you need to do is just not talk and listen. Even when you're looking your best and you have a couple of things you want to share. But then again, you know, it's okay. Take a, take a sip of tea. You'll be fine. And so, you know, it's like some people just want to be the center of attention, right? And just being drama queens. Um, I've had my moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I've had my dramatic days. And sometimes I have my dramatic days now. And I probably will in the future because we're all based around drama somehow. And sometimes drama can bring trauma or vice versa, actually. Trauma can bring drama. But it's really about finding your inner self and finding that inner peace so you can let go of the past if that's what's bringing you drama or anyone currently. You just kind of have to let that go. So really, it's all about just being, you know, yourself. It is. You know, there was a time when I sat there and was like, oh, oh my God, I do not want any stress and no drama. I'm drama free. And then people say that all the time. But are they really? Are they really drama free? They tell you this and they post it on, you know, social media and they're like, I only want friends that are drama free and I only want relationships that are going to cater to me and I and me, me, me. Well, we all have those days of, you know, what is it? Selfishness and let our ego and our pride take over. We've all done it. Every single one of us. And then there are people who snap out of it and say, it's not really about me anymore. It's really about other people. And if I can be of help, I want to do that for them. And then helping them also helps me with my insecurities. And maybe it helps me overcome all the obstacles that I have. So there's really a way in your mind to kind of turn it around and make it better for you and for them. It's not that you're better than them or that you have more power or control. It's not about that at all. And I've been to enough therapy to know this. And by the way, I love therapy. It's like a friend that is there and, well, it's like a friend at lunch that, you know, but you're paying them. <laughs> it's like a friend at lunch that, you know, that's going to listen to you that day because they probably have their own, you know, drama and their own stuff that they want to talk about, but it's their job to listen to yours, right? And um, and therapy is not about unloading, you know, problems and all this stuff. Therapy can actually be used for many tools. It can actually be helpful to clear the mind and overcome obstacles and and make decisions and do all kinds of things. It's not a negative thing at all. It's really not. And for those people who think that it is, well, then you're just not educated on it. Or maybe you need therapy yourself. And I know a few people that say, mm -mm, I don't need therapy. I can do everything on my own. But actually, the ones who say that are the ones who need it the most, honestly. But, you know, but honestly, it's really about just helping one another. And through helping people, you're really helping yourself. 
because then you learn about compassion and forgiveness. You do. And you learn to overcome obstacles. And you learn to just be a better person. You do. A, a, a better human being. And who doesn't want to be that? I'd rather be remembered when I die for doing things for others or making a difference in one person's life. And maybe somebody, just anyone out there that's listening to this actual podcast today, this episode, maybe I might be helping them in some kind of way. Just one person. And if I, if I do, then I've done my job, right? But I think I'll now go and tell Alexa to turn on the TV and play the love boat and Fantasy Island back-to-back because Lord knows I love me a good Captain Steubing. Mm, he had great legs. He looked good in those little shorty white shorts, right? Go back and check out that episode, all those episodes on the love boat. That series, it's great. I used to think that he was hot whenever I was a kid, and I know that that sounds so crazy and creepy, but it's true. There was something about his personality, so I kind of wonder... Is it is it the, the character that I think is great, or do I think it's the actual actor? I don't know. But then again, there was Fantasy Island with Ricardo Maltabon. I think that's how you say his name. And he was like, um, I believe he was might have been Latin. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, I never really Googled him or nothing, but I thought he was hot too. You know, he had, you know, he had that... That, that accent, he was like, smiles, everyone, smiles. And, oh, it was great. Yeah, I used to sit there and think, oh, gosh, Fantasy Island. Why can't he just bring me and let him be, you know, in my fantasy? I wonder if he would put himself in a fantasy himself and then he can be part of my fantasy that I'm paying him for to make happen. But then again, does he get the money? For being himself in my fantasy? I don't know. Hmm. If anybody can figure that out, let me know. I'm not really sure. And was the love boat really all about love? I don't think so. Because if you watch the series, which I am in my home studio, and um, I just have it on repeat. Not repeat, but, you know, just playing continuously. Or Alexa does. And um, I sit there and I'm like, well, somebody was about to jump off the boat. and uh, But then they were saved. I guess that's love, right? I don't know. But they called it the love boat and it's now just a big yacht in these days. Nowadays, the super duper ships are just ginormous. And the love boat on the TV show was small compared in comparison. But anyway... Well, it's been nice chatting with all of you. I think I had all these thought processes processes in uh, in the morning. And this is how my brain works. And this happens every day. So, yeah, it can be kind of scary, but then it can be sort of, I don't know, instrumental in making a day happen and stuff. So this is where I, I cannot sleep at night sometimes because my brain is on overload. But thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And now I need to get Alexa to do some house chores. That'd be great if she could just, you know, do it and magically happen like on Bewitched. Anyway, y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. 
catch me on iHeart, Apple, Spotify podcast, and on The Real Patrick Tremont on Instagram, and on Facebook, Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Alexa? Alexa? Ugh, see, now she's just one of those friends. She's ignoring me, I guess. I don't know. No. Alexa? Oh, there she is. See, my imaginary friends ignored me. I didn't like that. But now she's answering, so this is wonderful. Y'all have a great day. Her and I have got things to discuss. It's been Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont.